Hello, Patrick here. Welcome to 20 Minutes or So with a series of conversations recorded throughout the 2020 and 2021 lockdowns. Today, it's 20 Minutes or So with broadcaster, presenter, Richie Anderson. You'll know him from BBC Radio 2, The One Show, and from being an all-round great guy. Now we're going to meet one of the nation's busiest broadcasters. If you listen to the Zoe Ball Breakfast Show on Radio 2 in the morning, or stick on BBC One in the evenings, you're more than likely to know who this man is. Now, we've been trying to get him on for, for months um, because he is simply so busy, so we could manage finally to get him on. It is the one and only Richie Anderson. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. You know why it's taken me so long? Because I always see the clips that you put on Instagram and people are so funny and so interesting, so I'm worried that I won't live up to those standards. But you finally got me <laughs> and I'm finally on Billy D and Paddy T. Yes. We love it. Now, look, Richie, before we go any further, you are, we've said you're on Zoe Ball, you're on The One Show, you're an unflappable broadcaster. Well, I say unflappable. What exactly is happening here? The A5204, that's closed at the moment for emergency repairs between Harley Street... Between, sorry, between Harley Street and right down there. A, a pigeon just flew in the travel cupboard window. It's no, literally, you're, honestly, no. it's on the it, ledge. It didn't do the splat where it slides down the window. No, it's the, okay. There's a pigeon currently sat about a metre from me on right the window. With birds? I'm fine. Are you but, okay with birds? I'm all right. It's because of gas works and uh, camera. It's semi all over the place. Uh, the pigeon is there because of gas works? Yeah, no, that's the why the roads closed in central <laughs> London. Sorry, that was a mess at the end. I lost it. You're up to date, sort of. I mean, what is going on there? Oh, do you know what? It was unbelievable. It was like something out of a sketch show. So I was talking and I was delivering the travel bulletin and there was a window that was open a tiny amount that the only thing in the world that could fit through this gap would be a pigeon. And I'm talking, and would you believe, a pigeon <laughs> flies into the room and lands inside the room on the window ledge. Now, I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of, I'm especially scared of birds, like pigeons and seagulls and anything like that. Thankfully... It flew into the room and just sat there on the windowsill. I think it would have actually flown at me because it was in the room. If it would have flown at me, I would have swore on national radio. <laughs> I just, when it came in, I just I was just like first I was like, Bruh! and then Zoe goes, "Are you okay there, hon?" And then I was like, "Do I acknowledge it or do I carry on?" And then I think I've got to acknowledge it because all people can hear at home is me just stopping being like, Bruh! so they might think something's happened and somebody kept coming and kidnapped him or something. But it was it was horrifying because I just kind of saw it come in at the corner of my eye, <laughs> and I'm on a floor. So at the moment, with everything going on with COVID. At Radio 2, everyone's kind of been kept apart and it's all really safe. So I'm on a floor where nobody comes to. It's like that scene in The Lion King, you know, where they say nobody goes <laughs> over there. So my floor, nobody comes down to. So if I see any kind of life down there, it makes me jump. So this pigeon is the only company that I've had at Radio 2 on my COVID safe floor for months. So when it flew through the window, through the tiniest of gaps that are open to get air, I could, honestly, I, I thought I wet myself. I'm sure there was a bit of, honestly, I thought there was a bit of tinkle coming out because it was just terrifying. Wow. Well, he timed it pretty well, considering, you know, the bulletins aren't, you know, throughout the whole hour. He, he timed it very well. And obviously to get through that gap as well, I think it was just fate. Um, but but on that note, are you are you always primed and ready to, to do a travel bulletin? You know, for instance, could you look out your window right now and give us a travel bulletin? I think, you know, I'm always, I think now I've become the travel man. The one thing that happens, and my mom does this the most, but some people do, people will come up to me and just ask me, like, oh, in six months' time, I'm going to Liverpool. What's the travel going to be like? Or people will get me to do this a lot. So I feel like I'm always primed 
always primed to do a travel bulletin. It's in my blood now. Wherever I am in the world, if it's abroad, if it's in the middle of central London, I can give you a travel bulletin. All right, then. Go on, then. Oh, this is <laughs> Okay. So I'm literally, I'm in West London at the moment, and I'm the quietest street in the world. Can you cross to me? Because I feel like it's a bit like, do you know if you're a singer, you need to be introduced onto mm, the stage? Yes. I need the travel. It needs, I, I can't just do it. You know, I, I need the build-up. I need the bulletin music. Billy, do you want to do it or should I do it? Okay, well. Well, one can introduce and one yeah. can do the bulletin music. Okay, well, Patrick. Okay, Billy, you're doing the music. Oh, Easy. Oh, I was about to bagsy that. Okay, fine. Go on then. Um, okay. Um, coming up, we've got voice note vibes and lots more great music. But first, Richie's got the travel. What on earth is it's not a so solid crew track? What was that? <laughs> it's, it's more like a newsy sort of. It's going to sound more newsy. Oh, you were like beatboxing. I, I was trying to be subtle, but you know, not take over. So, well, there's a big intro at the start, and then you go subtle. So, Patrick, okay, you introduce it. Then there's the big. I need a big sort of okay, newsy ready? start. I've got and it. Then I've you got dip. it. I've got it. Okay. Okay. Patrick, go on. one more time. Um, I'll go again. Uh, loads more great music coming up, but first, Richie's got the travel. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 oh, that was very good. Dun, 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 okay, we're going to start here in dun, West London then on Windmill Lane, where traffic at the moment is completely stationary. It's because of a broken down purple van. And I can see about six cars behind this, which are stretching back for about half a mile. I've had a call from John, who's been on, to say, Richie, I've been waiting here now for 20 minutes. Keep your calls coming in, but right now you are up to date. <laughs> Thank you. I think Billy should do that music for the rest of the interview. <laughs> I, I love it, Billy. It's so good. It felt like it I was in a cowboy in film. <laughs> oh, um, now, good. Richie, you've got to that point in your career mm. where, as we said, you're on TV every day. You're on the radio every day. Not every day. Every other day. We're gonna uh, we're gonna speak about some of the things you've done. But mm. are you now being offered? interesting things that you're having to turn down sort of weird and wonderful opportunities that you don't necessarily want to do i say yes to absolutely everything i'm one of them people like you offer me celebrity muck shovelers and i'll do it there is nothing i will say no to that is my general rule we had um josh denzel denzel on the show and he got offered a job with men with flat feet have you ever had anything like that Men with flat feet. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not up to his level, though, am I? I mean, I'm trying to think what's the, no, the far, most far. ridiculous thing that I've been offered. I mean, some people tr try and send me things. Like one thing that I had um, not, not so long ago, um, and it was a fabulous clothing company, I must say, uh, but a, a sort of a, a tracksuit company wanted me to uh, wear a tracksuit on the one show. Uh, but it, I couldn't because it just wasn't. It had massive branding all over it. And also, all the other people on the Instagram page were like 18, 19. And I don't know why he wanted Nana in his clothes on the one show. I was thinking, who is watching that who's going to want that tracksuit? So I just <laughs> said to him, A, I'm not one to take freebies. And B, I'm just, you're barking up the wrong tree. You can do better than me. Get Josh on here. Well, good shout. And with the, with the pigeon that we heard earlier, you said that yes. you're scared of everything. Have they offered you the jungle yet? I wouldn't do it. And shall I tell you why I wouldn't do it? Firstly, I am not famous enough. But secondly, I, th I would be, I, would, I wouldn't do anything. And I think for, for people who are scared in the jungle, it's funny because they're scared, but they have a go at it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. for example, I thought Jordan Nuss was fantastic. Was it this year or last year? Mm -hmm. um, and he, he was obviously scared, but he, he overcame his fears and became like a national treasure. 
I wouldn't even t- the way I screened over that pigeon. Do you remember the year Helen Flanagan did it from yeah. Coronation Street? And there's a famous one where she that it was like I can't remember the task was, but it was like the it was like the hotel of horrors or something. And she walked into the door, and then there was a massive ostrich, and she opened it. She went, "I'm yeah. to get out of it," and walked straight out. And that would be me. I wouldn't do anything with animals. I wouldn't do anything with water. I wouldn't do anything I have to heat, eat. I'd be like the worst contestant ever. I'd get voted every night, but I wouldn't do the challenges. Yeah, and you'd stitch up the camp, mates. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So, but that's um, the thing as well, because you, you're responsible for bringing the food back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd just say I dropped the stars. I'd just say, I, you know, I've got 10 stars, but when I was coming over that bridge, I dropped them. A pigeon come down and took <laughs> that same pigeon from Radio 2 has followed me over here to Australia and took the stars. I've got 10 stars though, guys. And they're like, Richie, that happened yeah. last night. How's it happened yeah. two, <laughs> two nights in a row? You'd be known as Rice and Beans Richie. They'd be like, oh, oh. here he comes, Rice and Beans Richie, zero out of 10. Um, I'd be the worst <laughs> camera, honestly ever in the history of that show. Oh dear. Uh, so this weekend, um, mm. you are back on Radio 2 doing the sequel to your girl bands versus boy band show. Super excited for that. Um, oh wait. We know you love, you know, obviously you love girl and boy bands. Do you have a checklist for, for girl and boy band members you, you want to meet? Oh, who would I love to meet? Because I've met most of them now, you know. Mm. And, and the funny thing is, because now I'm in London, I see some of them around, which is amazing. Like Molly from the Saturdays, I see her a lot because sometimes I've been coming out of radio too. And she knows my face from all those times I've queued at stage door in the rain. So I sometimes <laughs> see her and she'll like, yeah, I'm going to. Um, who would I still like to meet? Um, probably, probably what probably Nicole Scherzinger. She's the one. Mm, She's yeah. on my checklist. Yeah, because I was I was thinking about this because I've met two out of five Saturdays. Yeah, and I, I now I didn't know I wanted to meet all five, but once I met the second, once I met Frankie, yeah, I thought, well, I've now kind of got to meet the other three just to like complete the um complete the set. I mean, have you, have you got that? Have you got like a bingo card? You got oh, I've met two of JLS. I've got three. I would guess you've got all the Saturdays. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It's interesting that you met Frankie first because I met the Saturdays years ago, but it took me years and years to meet Frankie. So the first time I met the Saturdays, I won a competition. Uh, there was like there was one of those road shows in Birmingham, you know, where all the pop stars come and perform in the, yeah. in the summer. Uh, and I won a competition, which I entered about eighty-five thousand times to meet the Saturdays. Um, <laughs> and when I got there, you get given like a, a, a wristband, and then you're taken backstage, and you're taken to this marquee. And then uh, they say to you, like, stand in a line. It's not the raw variety, honestly. They say, stand in a line. And then the Saturdays will come down and meet you one by one. I've opened the flap on this marquee, and I'm not exaggerating. The next oldest person after me in there was eight. So there's about seven of us (laughs) in a line. There's me. I was probably about, what, 24, 25, 26 at this time. And then there was a, a line of kids, like eight, six, four. And I had to stand next to them. And um, four of the Saturdays walked in because it was when Frankie was having the baby. So there was four Saturdays and Frankie was the only one missing. And then they come in and look to me like, oh, OK. And I didn't know, do I pretend one of the kids is my son? Do I just <laughs> go with it? But they were so lovely about it. And then I, I, I kind of met loads of Saturdays. But every, every time I kind of went to an event, I think Frankie wasn't there. It was almost as if she knew that I was this crazy man. And then she came into the radio too when uh, Ryan did his uh, amazing karaoke uh, for 24 hours, which the guy who produced that is absolutely fantastic. Um, and that was, I, I met her for the first time in years and years. And it was like, I don't know, it became like a bucket list to try and meet Frankie. So I've done, I've done four Spice Girls, so I've still got Posh Spice to meet. Um, what other bands are there? I've done, I've done most of the Sugar Babes, all the lineups. I've done most of Atomic Kitten, apart from Jenny Frost. So with a lot of the bands, it's like all of them except one. 
And I get it. It's, well, it's, it's a bit like the panini stickers. Do you remember the football tapes yeah. and you get all, all the all the players except one? It's like that. What about Girls Allowed? Girls Allowed. I've met Nadine and that was another meeting. I always turn up to these meeting greets, honestly. And the funny thing is that these meeting greets, you know all the other faces because it's always the same people at the meeting greets. And we all like to share wagon wheels and stuff in the queue. Um, so I've met, um, who have I met? Nadine. I've met Sarah, who was absolutely lovely. I've met Kimberly. I've interviewed Nicola, but that was down the line. So Cheryl's the only one. Okay. That'd happen. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I'd like to be Cheryl Cole. I think ever uh, when she went solo and I saw on X Factor Fight for This Love, oh, that was one of the coolest dance routines I've ever seen with the you know the red uh, oh. sort of soldier. Sort of, well, yeah, we all know soldier. it. And then the, the yeah. dance break. That yeah. Bit. Oh, that's great. I went to just hey, what are you looking at? Do, do not, I've watched it too many times. <laughs> she's, she's not one of my heroes. She, she's for me one of the greatest British female pop stars of all time. She can sing. She can dance. She looks amazing. She was incredible in Girls Aloud. Her solo career is incredible. Cheryl, I absolutely love her. I think she's just, she's one of Britain's best. If I went abroad to a country and somebody from that country came up to me and never been to Britain and said, what is one of the best things about Britain? I'd probably say Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> well, she would be my British ambassador. This is an announcement. If Cheryl is listening or listens to Islington Radio, which is a possibility, this man, Richie Anderson, would like to to meet you ASAP. Now, obviously- Is this the moment where you two go, surprise, here she is, and she pops up on <laughs> And the she's zoo. in the Zoom waiting room right now. <laughs> is she actually? Because the way you were brought in that up, there's a little bit of me thinking, is Cheryl going to pop on here? Is she? Maybe the next time. The influence you think time. we wield is, yeah. Uh, is, yeah. Before, we, before we move on, Billy, no, it's okay, not. No. Uh, <laughs> Billy, before we move on, just quickly tell us your, um, your girl band solo member moment. Oh, uh, yes, I was once, um, asked by Mel B if if I work out after she, uh, well, I would say I don't know if touched is the right word. Argue, yeah, I mean it is. She she kind of stroked my torso and said, "Do you work out?" And where was um, this? Uh, that was at the building. Me and you were acquainted uh, at Radio Two. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that this was like nightclub or somewhere or like, no. a, like an excited <laughs> like an excited schoolboy. He ran over to me and went. You'll never guess what just. I didn't really know what to do, to be honest with you. I, I really didn't. How's it going oh, at the moment, Richie? Well, obviously, we've got your your program to look forward to this weekend. What what else can you tell us? Where can we see you soon? Uh, so I'm just having a moment. Where sorry, I'll get to the question because I don't often see myself because I don't usually look like this. This is like a lockdown haircut, and I've not had hair like this since I was a teenager. And I just feel like with the glasses, the teeth, and there, I look like a guess who character. I'm going to have to put a filter <laughs> on this when it goes out. Uh, so what's coming up? I've got a one-show film coming up very soon, which is about life after football. Uh, so it's an incredible film about what happens when young players get released from the academy uh, and just looking at the support that's out there. And, of course, my show on Radio 2 on Good Friday, 2 till 5, Richie Anderson's Girl Bands versus Boy Bands, the solo years. Don't forget that. It's the solo years. Mm. And then I've got lots of stuff in the pipeline, which is what people say when they have nothing. <laughs> but one, one thing that I thought you had in, in the pipeline has gone to Clive Myrie because Clive Myrie is going to be the new host of Mastermind. Surely after your appearance on the show, you know, you were surprised not to get the call. I'm fuming. Usually with things like this, it's like an ex-contestant. And surely I've got to have been in the mix for it, but I was overlooked again. And, you know, Clive's a brilliant. I think Clive's going to be incredible. And I sent him all the luck in the world. But hello. I mean, I could have done that. I started, so I'll finish. 
I mean, I could have done all that, couldn't I? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you had a pretty good, um, as Patrick said there, a pretty good time on that. You, you, I'd say you smashed it. Well, thank you, Billy. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I didn't win, obviously, Rachel Johnson won, but I think some people might say I was mm. like the people's champion. Um, and <laughs> exactly. do you know what? It was so I didn't win because when you're actually there, it's such a surreal experience because you walk in there and the studio looks massive on telly, doesn't it? And because uh, of COVID at the moment, we couldn't do it in front of an audience. Um, so you're in, it's just like a tiny little room, like not Is big it? audience. It's all, yeah, because it looks massive on telly, but it's tiny. Yeah. And uh, it's so cold in there and it's so dark. Um, and you know the two M's, what you sit on, do you know what I mean? So John Humphrey sits on one M and it would climb mm. soon. I mean, it could have been me. Uh, and then the contestant sits on the other M. And it looks like that's on a little stage, but it's all flat. Sorry, this is the most boring story I'm telling you ever. Uh, but it's all flat. And when you're in there, it's just, you, you, you honestly, you feel under so much pressure. It was so cold in there, I'll tell you a little story. Um, and I think they keep you cold in there so you look alert and everything, but it was so cold in there, I, I had to ask the wardrobe woman to get me some plasters to put over my nipples because my nipples <laughs> were like, because it was so cold in there, my nipples were like bullets coming through my shirt. Uh, so bless her, she brought them through and then I had to just go into the little toilet and then, because uh, I didn't want to do that in front of Rachel Johnson and John Coulshaw, put me little plasters on and then I was good to go. But um, I was one question away from winning it because I had less passes. And I was oh. sitting there, do you know as well? Because they always say when you do the, the charity work, just have fun. Because obviously the main thing is it, it's for charity. And it was amazing to raise that money for uh, the Midlands Air Ambulance because it's been like a difficult year for charities. But when Rachel gets the trophy, if you look at my face in the background, I look like a smack lemon. I'm fuming. <laughs> I'm absolutely fuming because I was so desperate to win. And I also thought that I'd be in the lead after the special subject round, but I was coming last. Um, so, we, yeah, so it's, got, it's kind of like that thing, you know, when they say people win awards at awards and you have to do your face. I know yeah. the background night. That, that scene out of Friends yeah. when Jerry doesn't win the Super Award. That was what I mean. <laughs> but they were also lovely and Rachel was amazing. But um, yeah, I'm good. I didn't win. Oh, dear. Well, we, you might be able to win now because we have a very quick fire, um, <gasps> fire master round. Master oh, no. mastermind, quick uh, fire mastermind for you. So let me just share my screen screen with you, Richie, and you can tell me very quickly, please. And you should know this because you are, of course, the UK's favourite travel co correspondent. Oh you no! Should, you should be able to tell me the the names and how you pronounce the names of these oh, no. places. Here we go. This is where I pretend that I lose connection. Oh, I can do that one. Do you want me to say it now? Yes, please. That is Bista, which it, we'll find on the M40. And it's got a fabulous little shopping complex in mm, Bista. Lovely. Okay. Next one. Mm, I think that will be through. And you think your thought is correct. It is through. Yeah. It is through. Yeah. Hey, don't get me doing the travel for nothing. Apparently a lot of the locals know that when people move there for the first time, they do not pronounce it like that. Hence, uh, they realise. So let's move on to the penultimate one. This is a place in uh, Kent. Sometimes has little in front of it. Bolu. <laughs> um, Bow. Bowley. Closer. Bowley? It's unfortunately <laughs> Bewley. Oh, Bewley. Yes. Bewley. And finally, Richie. Oh, no. You may know this, and this is close to my heart because it's in Norfolk. So don't get it wrong. I know what it's going to be. Can I guess it before you even go? Go on, there? yeah. Is it Wisbeach? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> 
Uh, Happysborough. <laughs> it's not. No, I knew you were going to say Happysburg. That. Happysburg. Nope. Patrick, do you want to put Richie out of his misery? Well, I'm now going to get it wrong. Is it Hapesborough? Hapesburg? You, you got it Hapesburg? right before we chatted to Richie, and now you've got it wrong whilst... But I, now I've heard him say Bilu so many times. Hapesborough. Hapesborough. Haysborough. 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 There we go. The thing is, though, if you say them with confidence over that, over that drum True. and bass that they give you on Radio 2, then... <laughs> You do kind of get away with it. Yeah, that's what I, I always think that with things like that, you've just got to approach it with confidence. But the thing is, when you've got a place name in the bulletin that you, because I, I will always like, I, for me, I, I think it's always really important to be respectful of every place in the country uh, and get the pronunciation right. Because I want to say, I come from a town called Smethwick in the black country, which is spelled Smethwick. So if somebody was to pr- pronounce it like that, I'd be like, you've got it wrong, it's Smethwick. So I always, if I'm not sure about something, I'll listen to a pronunciation guide, I'll look at uh, how to say it phonetically. And then it's in my head when I do the bulletin and it's a bit like coming up to a hurdle. So even though sometimes I'll be reading it, and all will be in my mind is I'm coming up to Bilu or whatever it's called. Uh, and then I just <laughs> completely stumble over it every time. And I would say it right, because when I'm listening to the pronunciation guide, I'll say it right about 15 times. And then when I do it live on air, mm. I'll completely butcher it. Mm. And then I go on Twitter and the people at Bilu <laughs> are human. <laughs> Twitterati, get at you. Love it. Well, um, another thing, Richard, you did mention football earlier. And sorry to bring this yes. up. And another, another oh. hopefully, you know, positive thing for Norwich as well. And positive thing for mm. Norfolk. We might be swapping places with your boys, West Brom. How do you feel about that? No, um, not great, Billy, if I'm honest. Because um, <laughs> you are, you, you've done the stadium announcements there. You're, are you an ambassador on the board of, of something? Uh, you said that, like I'm directly one down from the chair. You're a big deal. Uh, so, the well, chairman. I am, I, am the, I am the manager. I am Sam Allardyce. Uh, no, so uh, I am the patron of the Western Majorian uh, LGBTQ plus supporters club. Yeah, and they have three times got me to do the match announcing. Uh, and it started as a joke. So it was kind of like, because you know me, I'm a bit like, you know, camp and fabulous. So I think I thought it'd be funny if we got him along to do the announcing one time. And West Brom won 5 1 when I did the announcing. And I was like, so what I did is when I did the announcing. And it's funny because our big rivals are Aston Villa. So that's like to Norwich, that's your Ipswich town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aston Villa and Wolves are our big rivals. So a few things that I do when I'm doing the announcing, when I read the other teams, players' names, completely opposite to when I'm doing the travel, I stumble through it and I pronounce <laughs> them wrong. So I, I do that. Um, and then when it comes to Westbrook, I announce it like a boxer's coming to the ring. So I really mm. go over the top. And when we score, I go even more over the top. And it's funny because the announcer has to stand between the two dugouts. So you've got the West Brom manager this side of you and then the other team's manager this side of you. And I'm there like giving it full belt pelters on the microphone. And then you've got the manager of their team glaring at you. But when we score, if you listen, there's, there's a YouTube clip of me. Uh, when we played Birmingham City, because that's another one I did, and we won 3-2. And th- they've got me on video after... Um, I'm announcing all the goals and it's just so over the top. And there's another video because, you know, people do um, fan videos now. Like you've got like Arsenal fan TV. Yeah. Mm. Villa have got one and it's like Villa away days and they're trying to do commentary. Uh, You you know how they kind of talk into their phones in the stadium. I think they're trying to do like a post-match review of the match just before it went into extra time. You've got me screaming away on the microphone, like so over the top and they're talking and then he goes, shut up for God's sake. So I literally (laughs) drive. I'm, I'm like, 
I feel like I lift the crowd. Though. I feel like my job as the announcer is to lift the crowd. Absolutely. But I don't think they get me to do all the songs. I get too nervous. Like, and I feel like my nerves translate onto the pitch. When we played Villa, I remember there's 10 minutes left. And I, I don't know why. I, I went on the mic. There's 10 minutes left, everyone. Keep me up to see it going. And both managers, even the West Ham manager, like, what, what are you doing? It's not like, Bake Off. <laughs> yeah, I was literally, it was like that, man. <laughs> Players, half an hour to go. Keep going. But um, I just get too emotional. So that's what I only do on special occasions. That's so funny. Well, um, <laughs> it sounds like you need your own chant. And I think I might have a solution for that. My own chant. I, I think after when I did the announcement, that they had one for me that had a few uh, swear words in. Well, I've got a more <laughs> friendly and appropriate one for you, all right? So go on. here we go. So you know the football chant. There's only one Richie Anderson. Or Is that what you've only, come up with? There's only one whoever. The, yeah. Yeah. There's only one Sam Allardyce, there's only one whatever. Well, I've got a slight tweak on that for you. Go so on. Instead of singing that, we'll do this. There's only <laughs> Richie Anderson. <laughs> Hold on. There's only <laughs> Richie Anderson. Richie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I wonder though if football fans would do it justice because football mm. fans don't sing, do they? They're like, Way! yeah. So I, I don't know if they. I I think actually a football crowd going like da 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 be quite good. But it would, so yeah, actually, because it's got the da 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 Oh dear. And on that note, Richie, um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today and good luck. Not that you need it with all your wonderful uh, future endeavours. And we'll look forward to listening to uh, girls, girl bands versus boy bands, the solo years. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm a big fan of the show. So I'm glad that we finally got around to it. Did I do okay? Because I was dead nervous before. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll take it, mate. That was awesome. Thanks again. I didn't think I'd be chanting the uh, the one shows thing or chanting in my afternoon. There you go. You've been speaking to my uh, solicitor about the mortgage. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another one of our 20 minute or so with conversations. If you want to hear more from me and Patrick, then you can listen to our show on Islington Radio. Just head to mixcloud.com forward slash Islington Radio. If you want to get in touch, we're Billy D Paddy T on Instagram or Billy D Paddy T at gmail.com. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. It was presented and produced by Billy Draper and Patrick Thomas. The music was by Cambo.